0: Are so excited to be here with you today it is such an honor to be able to bring the word to you it's something that we do not take lightly and so pastor Jeff and Jen thank you for this opportunity To share the word of God. Well, last week, Pastor Jeff had kicked off our series titled Run, right? And he had communicated to us how we all have a race to run and how we're called to be prepared to run that race. And so today we want to talk to you about starting that run, right? Taking that next step and actually starting to run. And so that leads me to the title of today's message called Start to Run. Simple, clear, right? Start to run run alright so one thing we do is we raise our Bibles in the air Right every Sunday, and we prepare, we say this Bible decoration to prepare our hearts and mind to receive the Word of God. So if you would raise that in the air with me today, and we'll read this out loud together. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Amen, amen. All right, well, our foundational text for this series comes out of 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 through 27, and I'm going to read it to us. It says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest, lest I become disqualified. Now, I think that most of us have social media in this room, right? Facebook, Instagram, it's 2019, it's just kind of where it's at, right? But um, I love the fact that social media gives us this ability to reach people all over the world, Right, and If you didn't already know this, it also gives us the ability to look at our future. Recently, a new app came out called the Face app. I don't know if you've heard of it, but this app went viral. I mean, it exploded. Everybody was getting this app, and it's funny because what you do is you take a picture of yourself, you upload it into this app, and then you could choose whether or not you want this app to make you look young or old. And so the funny part is, is we live in a world where we typically want to look young, right? We spend money on trying to stay looking young, feeling young, right? But this app got famous for how it made you look as you got older, right? And so take a look at what this app did to me and Brand's face. (laughs) We just aged like 50 years right now. And I think that there's one more. Oh! (laughs) Pastor Jeff! (laughs) If you stick around long enough, you will see Pastor Jeff looking like this. (laughs) It's crazy, right? It's crazy what this app does. I mean, I think I laughed at this app for like an hour straight. I mean, I was doing everyone's face, and I was just hysterically laughing. Hysterically laughing, but... um. You know, the reality is, is that our world has become obsessed with being connected to things, right? We always want to know what's next or who's doing what or who has what. And the amazing part is, is that we have the ability to reach so many different people, right? And so I think that if properly stewarded, social media can be a connection point to reach people to God. And so I say all that to say this, in the same way, your life your influence, your relationships, everything that you do is an opportunity for you to be a connection point to reach somebody to God. And that leads me to point number one today and how to start running and that stay connected to God. Stay connected to God. And if we're not careful, we can forget that Jesus is the focus. Right. We can forget that Jesus is the one that we have to be connected to first, because if not, we become exclusively connected to just people. And let me tell you the danger of that. When you're not connected to God first, you become connected to just people and then you begin to allow people to make decisions for you. You'll begin to allow people to dictate whether or not or what success looks like. You'll begin to allow people to dictate whether or not you have what it takes to be something significant or to make a difference in your life, in your family's life, in your city, right? You begin to allow people to dictate whether or not you should or should not be married or how to parent your children. If you are not connected to God first, people will dictate your choices. People will dictate your choices. And just like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, he's like, I have a race to run, right? And if I'm going to run my race and if I'm going to win it, then I can't afford to not be connected to the one that saved me. I can't afford to not be connected to the one who brought me out of darkness and into the light. I can't afford to not be connected to the one who formed me in my mother's womb, to the one who knows my name, to the one who calls on me, right? I can't afford to not be connected to him. And so as I run my race, I got to stay focused, right? As I run my race, I got to stay on track. I can't waver to the left or to the right because if I do, then people are going to make my choices. And so I got to stay connected to God. I've got to stay connected to God and see when you're connected to God, you'll be able to run your race, but you'll be able to run it with your head held a little higher, you'll be able to run it a little bit more confident. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be timid. You don't have to be shy. Why? Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. You don't have to be shy. You don't have to be afraid. Why? Because God said that all of heaven's resources are at my disposal. I can run my race and I can be confident because I'm connected to him. And because I'm connected to him, I know I've got something to give. But I've got to stay connected to God. First. And when I'm connected to God, I no longer need validation from people. I no longer need people's approval. I no longer need people's opinions, why? Because I'm connected to the one that matters. I'm connected to the one that promised me he would not leave me because I'm connected to the one who said, I'm gonna strengthen you and I'm gonna help you keep going when you wanna give up and I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. That's why it's so important as we run after souls, as we run after people, that we stay connected to God. Stay connected. To God. I went first. Kick us off.
1: I should have went first. She's already crying. Oh my goodness. We're going to go back and forth if that's all right. So, hey, point number two on how to start your run is to start on assignment. We have to start our mission, we have to start our run on assignment. You know, oftentimes myself and Mariah will go out of town on a little vacation. We love to go to San Diego and um, we stay in hotels that have valet or we'll go out to a nice restaurant that has valet and um, we'll valet our car. Most of the time it's free. Right. Um, And so I always judge the valet workers. I'm like, am I going to give them a good tip? How fast are they going to run? Right. And so as you come out of the restaurant or as you check out of the hotel, you know, you give them your ticket and they grab your keys and they're on assignment. They're on an assignment to bring back your vehicle to you as fast as possible. And I go like, how much should we tip them? Right. Are they sprinting? Are they running? They're on assignment. It's crazy to watch. You see them run because some if they're at a good restaurant or a good hotel, they'll sprint. Right. They'll take off in a dead heat. They'll they'll jump over bushes and go through cars. Why? Because because they've been given the keys to your vehicle to bring it back to you. In the same way that we've been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven, we have been given the keys to the kingdom. See, look at what Matthew 16, 19 says, Jesus speaking, and he says this, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, God is saying this. I have given you all power. I have given you all dominion. I've given you authority here on earth. Now it's time to start acting like it. It's time to bring heaven down to earth. It's time to be the light in the dark place. See, if you look at Jesus, we know that he died, right? He was buried. He rose again. He spent about 40 days here on earth. And right before he was uh, getting ready to ascend back up to heaven, he, he called a meeting with his disciples. And he told them, look, I have all authority. All of authority has been given to me and now I'm giving it to you, and I'm giving you an assignment, and your assignment is to go, to run, and to make disciples, to go after people. This is what you're called to do. This is the assignment that we've been given. This is the call that God has placed on our lives. He's given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, we have to be a people who act like it. We have to people, be a people that walk in authority, that walk in power, that walk in dominion. But see, the thing about this run is it's not easy. It's not a short little race, right? We might compare it to maybe a marathon or maybe a a long run. And you see the thing about a marathon is it's not flashy. It's not glamorous, right? People don't gather around the TV every four years at the Olympics to watch the marathon, (laughs) right? It's hard. It takes a lot of preparation. It takes a lot of training. You're gonna get some blisters and some bruises, and you're gonna go through lots of pairs of shoes on the way but this is the life that you're called to to run. This is your race, this marathon race. This is the Christian life, to go after people. And see, the world wants to tell us that, hey, just do you, just do what you wanna do. If you wanna run a short little race, just go run a short little race, right? Our world is so full of instant gratification and just having things our way, but that's not it. See, when we're on assignment, when we're running this marathon, people are gonna look at us and they're gonna say, man, there's something different about them. There's something different about that person, man. They're dedicated man. they don't give up, man. They work hard. I don't know what it is, but something is something about them. You know what it is, is your life is reflecting the life of Jesus. There's something on the inside of you that's that when you walk into a room, you have power. You have dominion and the world is going to notice that. But we have to be a people that's going to walk into that. That's going to walk into that calling. Amen. That's the life that we're called to this marathon, this long race, this journey. And here's the good news is that everything that we need for our calling, God has already put on the inside of you. We're equipped with everything that we need to run this race. Now, I don't know about you guys. I know some of you guys will have your opinions about this, but I'm a Nike guy, right? And so I just love Nike. Ever since I was a kid, I've I've always played sports from like four to to 21. I played in some sort of sport. And the reason I love it is because they have everything that I need right? I like the look of it, the feel of it. They got hats, shoes, shorts, socks, briefs, cleats, right? I know what I'm getting when I get Nike, right? They've equipped me for the sport that I'm playing in that season. What am I trying to say? I'm saying God has equipped you for everything that you need in the season that you're in. God has given you every tool in his tool belt, and it's at your disposal. He's saying every door is open for you, All you have to do is walk in it. All you have to do is be prepared, right? All you have to do is step into the authority that he has given you. God has given you everything that you need, and it's at your disposal. Somebody say, I'm ready ready. to run. run. See, some of us in here um, maybe feel too old to run. Anyone in here feel too old to run? I got got a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a three-month-old. And so I've coached them in soccer for Crazy to say, like 15 seasons, right? It seems like there's like three seasons a year, basketball. And sometimes I just feel too old to run. My knees are weak. And that's how some of us feel. Like we're just too old to run. Well, hey, let me encourage you with this. In the spirit, you're not too old to run. In the spirit, you're young. You got good legs. You got good knees. You got great endurance. You're ready to go in the spirit. And that's a a word for someone in here today, that you're not too old, that God still has a plan and a purpose for you. Are you ready to run? You see, the thing about running is sometimes we can get a little off track. Sometimes we can we can miss the mark just a little bit and we can be running on the wrong assignment. And see, we can look at the life of of Saul, who we know uh, his name was later changed to Paul. And we can look at his life. And um, he was out persecuting Christians. He was out killing Christians. He was out killing people who said the name of Jesus. And so we can look at his life in Acts chapter nine. And I'll start reading in verse three. It says this. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and and you will be told what you must do. See, if we keep reading on in this passage, what ends up happening is Jesus blinds him. Jesus blinds him from the things that he used to do. Jesus blinds him from the man that he used to be. Jesus blinds him from his past. And I don't know what took place in this three days, but I believe that Jesus was working on his heart. And see, I'm not saying any of us in here are Saul and we're out persecuting, but some of us might have gotten off track just a little bit. Some of us just might have been living a life that maybe we weren't called to, to live or running a race that we weren't assigned to. And just like Jesus had to blind the eyes of Saul only to awake them to the things of the future, I believe that God is going to close some of our eyes right now in this moment and he's going to open our eyes to the things of our, p- of our future. He's saying that we no longer have to look at the person that we used to be. We don't have to worry about that person. We don't have to worry about those struggles, but I'm opening your eyes right now to a new race. I'm putting you on a new assignment. You are called. You are chosen. This is the life that I've called you to run. Some of us in here just need to open our eyes and stop worrying about the things of our past. God has called you and he's equipped you to run your race. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready to run.
0: All right, well, point number three. It's mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> point number three, run with partners. Or, I'm sorry, start with partners. So just like you're called to run on assignment, you're also called to run with partners. See, you are not called to run your race alone. You are not called to run your race alone, and I believe that God has strategically put people in your life to run your race with. See, I um, I love to work out, okay? I love lifting weights, going on the stair stepper, the uh, lift, or no, the whatever, the bike thingy, the cycle bike, right? My sister just got a new Peloton cycling bike, right? And so I go over there every morning, we do our thing, right? One lifts weights, one goes on the bike, we push each other, right? We get get each other to complete the workout. Um, But there is one thing that I cannot stand and it's a three letter word. Running or run, sorry, three letter word, three letter word called run, right? I cannot stand it. I want to like it. I want to go outside and be like, oh, the fresh air and just run around my block. Can't do it. Cannot do it. And it reminds me of my mom who, however, she's the opposite, she loves to run. Right, like 10 miles, no problem. Her and her best friend Nadine, they go on prayer runs. They go on worship runs. They just run because they want to run. Right, I don't get it, but how many of you guys know (laughs) that when you work out with somebody, when you run with somebody, it's a lot easier to do it when you're not alone? It's a lot easier to do it when you're not alone. See, you're not called to run your race alone, and even Jesus knew he couldn't fulfill his calling alone. You are called to run with people alongside of you so that when you want to give up, they tell you to keep going. So when you feel like you can't go on anymore, they tell you, put one more step in front of the other. You got this. You got this. I'm with you, right? We need people to run alongside of us. And, you know, as you're running your race, it could look like a steep hill. Or maybe you feel like you're in a downhill season where life just seems to be going good. And you feel like you're just in a winning season and you just feel the breath of God on you and things seem to just be working out. But I think that when things start going uphill, when life gets hard, when things get bumpy, when we get discouraged, I think that we can begin to exude the wrong competitive spirit. And I think that we can begin to make excuses as to why maybe some people are winning in life and we're not. But see, if we're going to run our race and if we're going to win it, we have to learn to celebrate people. We have to learn to celebrate their pace. We have to learn to celebrate their lanes because you were not called to run this race alone. You can't reach people all over the world. You can't make a difference in the high desert if you're trying to run your race alone. We need each other to keep us pushing along, to celebrate each other's wins. We have to get past not trying to win one another, but rather we need to run together. In Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says this. It says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor agree with each other, love each other, be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front, don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get along. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. There will be different seasons and areas in your life where you're called to set the pace. But there will also be different seasons and areas in your life where you're called to follow the pace of somebody else. Think about when you're in a room with somebody who's a lot smarter than you are or who knows more about a subject than you do. You have two choices. You can leave the room or you can adapt to the pace that they set. And I'm here to tell you this morning that the Rock Hesperia is setting the pace when it comes to winning souls, right? We are going after the people of the high desert. It's going to become common practice around here to get people through these doors, to get them to stay, to get them saved, to get them disciples. Healings and miracles operating in the gifts of the spirit is gonna become our normal. And so let's get on board. Let's run this race together, but we cannot do it alone. We need each other. God calls us to run together. And so running your race means running with people, and it also means celebrating people along the way.
1: All right, point number four is this on how to start to run. It's start with purpose. Start with purpose. See, Hebrews 12, 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, even Jesus had a race to run. Even Jesus had a race to run. And I love looking at the life of Jesus because it gives us some perspective. It gives us some guidance on how we're supposed to live our life, right? And we can all agree that Jesus ran his race and he ran his race hard, even when it got complicated. Even when it got rough, even when he felt like giving up, he kept running. He didn't give up. Why? For the joy that was set before him. What was that joy? It was you and it was me. See, Jesus had a purpose. He was running intentionally. He was running to save us from the life that we ultimately deserved. He was running to save us from the life that we are doomed, right? Yeah. This is the life. This is what Jesus was running after. This was his purpose. This is why he came. And see, there's so many people in here today that have all kinds of different talents, and God's given you all these different giftings, and you have so much potential. But see, the thing about Jesus is he was not running after his potential. And can I challenge your your, your thought today and even say this, that Jesus didn't live up to his potential. Jesus didn't even live up to his potential. Think about it. If Jesus was going to live up to his potential, he could have did anything. He could have took over the Roman government like that. He could have took over the world like that. He could have transported. He could have been anywhere he needed to be just like that. He could have called angels down anytime he needed him. When he was nailed on the cross, he could have just took him out and stepped down. That's Jesus's potential. But see, the thing about Jesus is he was not running after his potential. He was running after his purpose. And see, some of us in here, we're running after our potential. We're running after the things that we think we should be doing. But it's time for us to realize that we're not called to run after potential we're called to run after purpose. And see, we've been touched by God. We've heard the good news. We've seen miracles take place. We've seen healings happen. We've seen lives be transformed. We've seen families get back together. We know what Jesus can do. And so just like Jesus ran after us and touched us and saved us and redeemed us, it's time for us to go after our purpose. It's time for us to start running after people. It's time for us to start sharing the good news about Jesus. It's time for us to go after our purpose. I'm preaching better than you guys are giving me response to, but that's okay. I'm just saying. I'll take that. You're writing it down. Okay. See, sometimes I think that we disqualify ourselves and we tell ourselves, man, I don't, I don't know enough, right? Or I don't, I don't know what to say in that moment or I'm too old or whatever the situation, but we disqualify ourselves a lot of the time. And let me just say this today, that you can make a difference. You can make a difference. You do matter. You are called to this life. You are called to this race. And you see, the thing about a calling is that a calling is what you were created for. A calling is what you were created for. And the good news about our God is he's given you everything that you need to fulfill your calling. That's how I know he's good. That's how I know he's just. Because if he was unjust... He would have gave you a calling and then didn't give you all the equipment and tools that you need to fulfill your calling. That would be an unjust God. But our God is not like that. He says, you have everything that you need to fulfill your call. You have everything that you need to run this race. Come on. Is anybody thankful in here today that God has given you everything that you need to run this race? He's given you everything that you need to fulfill your calling. Some of us go, hey, man, if I was just if I was just taller if I was just taller then I could, right? If I was just cuter then I could. If, if, if I was just black, right? God would've made you black. If I was just white, if God wanted you to be white, you'd be white. If I was just Latino, right? Buenos dias. If God wanted you to be Latino, he would've made you Latino, but he made you exactly the way that you're supposed to be. He made you exactly the way you're supposed to be. Everything that you have, all the things that you think are maybe disabilities or dysfunctions and all the stuff in your life, that's what God wants to use. That's what God wants to use in your life. See, we need to stop complaining to the master about the pieces that we've been giving. And we need to start giving him praise that he made us a masterpiece. Did you hear me? I said, we need to stop complaining to the master about the pieces we've been given and we need to start thanking him and praising him that he made us a masterpiece. Come on, you are a masterpiece. God meticulously made you. He carefully crafted you just the way you are. You are made in the image of God. That's who you are. You are a child of God and you are not disqualified. You are worthy of the call that God's put on your life. We need to start walking in that. We need to start believing that. We need to start believing that we have purpose, that we do matter. That that invitation that you give to that person in the drive through matters. That invitation that you give to your parents matters. That invitation that you give to your coworker matters. Here's how I know it matters because we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. There's, There's so much darkness in this world that we live in today, there's depression. There's suicidal thoughts in our teenagers. There's broken families. There's divorce, right? There's homeless people right here where we live. All these things are going on right here in our own backyard. And we are called to reach those people. Everything that you do matters. God has equipped you with everything that you need to go after souls, to go after people, to preach the good news. This is the life that we're called to. We're called to win souls. Amen. We're called to share the gospel. And so here's some more good news is that some of us in here, we've gone through some things. Come on, raise your hand if you've gone through some things. Yeah. Some of us worse than others. Right. Maybe we're gone through that divorce and, and you didn't know how you were going to get out of that thing. And you didn't know if your heart was ever going to be right again. And if you were ever going to be able to love again, or maybe you've gone through that hard financial time where you didn't know where your next meal was going to come from or where you're going to pay that next bill. Or maybe you've gone through a season where you feel like, man, everyone's just getting sick around me. And my best friend died and my my daddy died and my dog died. Right. (laughs) Or maybe you've just gone through a season where you've been praying and praying and speaking life over your kids. And for whatever reason, they're just not they're not getting it. They're just running after the things of this world. Well, let me encourage you today. God got you through that season. And if he did it once, he could do it again. Come on. If he did it once, he could do it again. If he got you through that season, if he got you through that pain, if he got you through that, I don't know what I'm going to do, he can do it again. See, we serve a good God, and he's faithful in his word. And he said, if I can do it once, I'll do it again. And if you're still here, if you're still here right now praising and worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus, if you're still hearing the word of God preached, then I still have an assignment for you. You are still called. You are still on assignment. You still have a purpose. We just got to walk in it. Yeah. We just have to take that step. And see, it's easy in here, right? Let me lay hands on you. Hallelujah. Next thing you know, 10 people else, ten people, are in, right? Let me pray for you. It's easy in here. But see, the hard part is when you leave. The hard part is when everyone's not encouraging you. The hard part is when everyone's not giving you an amen. Yeah. That's when reality sets in. That's when we have to say, you know what? I've been called to this life. Yeah. I've been called to this long race, and I know it's not going to be easy. Right? I'm going to get some bumps, and I'm going to get some bruises, and I'm going I'm to preach the gospel, and I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Right? I'm going to have to go through those things, but you've got to remember that God has called you to this race. He's assigned you to this race. And you have a purpose, and everything that you do matters. Everything that you do matters. And where you're at in your race is exactly where you're supposed to be. Where you're at, maybe some of us are called to the, to the medical field. All right, some of us are called to be stay-at-home moms, or maybe some of us are called to just, I don't know, whatever it is, but you're in that season for a reason. God wants to use you where you're at. That's your race. That's your call we got to walk in that purpose. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. While we are, you're, you're here today, listening to this message about running your race. And to simplify it, God has touched us, so we touch others. God has touched us, so we touch others. See, we're world changers. We're called to reach people. We're called to love people when it gets hard. We're called to love people when, they don't feel, when we feel like they don't deserve it. But we're called to go after people. Yeah. We're called to go after them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot easier. As we run our race, it's going to be a lot easier if we won, if we stay connected to God. Yeah if we don't forget that he's first and foremost the one that I've gotta be plugged into, the one that I've gotta get my, my creativity from, my strategies from, right? I gotta first stay connected to God and then I gotta start on assignment and then I gotta start with partners and I gotta start with purpose. You have a race to run in front of you. You have a race to run, we have a race to run together. See, heaven has come down as far as it can go. And now it's up to you to start reaching up. Nice. Now, it's, now it's up to you to start reaching up. Now it's up to you to start getting hungry again. Now it's up to you to not sit at home and be comfortable. Now it's time for you to get up, to go after people, to get a little bit uncomfortable. Because guess what? You're not growing unless you are. It's time for you to go after people. Amen. And we're going to do this together. The Rock Asperia is setting the pace. We are going after people together. And see, we don't got to be afraid because we're connected to him. We don't got to worry because he strengthens us. We don't got to be afraid because he's with us. But we got to run. We got to run, church. It's time to start running. See, God needs you to be bold, He needs you to be brave. He needs you to shake off your past. He needs you to look at your future. He needs you to know that no matter where you're at, he's not finished with you yet. You've got people to reach. We've got souls to save. And guess what? We're going after one soul at a time. One soul at a time. And so if you would stand with me today, if you want to... Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you've never made the decision that you want to make God your personal Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Today is your day. Or maybe you want to rededicate your life. Or maybe today you're saying, yes, God, I'm ready to run. You're saying, yes, God, I'm ready to run after your people. Yes, God, I'm ready to start living with purpose. Yes, God, I'm ready to start connecting with you. Yes, God, I'm ready to hear your voice. Yes, God, I'm ready to recognize that the people around me are the people that I need to reach. God, I'm saying yes to the run. I'm starting today. Today is my day. I'm starting. Things are going to be different when I leave this room. Things are going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be a little bit more bold. I'm going to be a little bit more brave. I'm going to be a little bit more confident to say that I'm a believer in Jesus and say that you need Jesus too. And so I'm going to pray over us today. And if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to rededicate your life, or if you're saying yes today, we're going to say this prayer out loud yes. together. If you just repeat after me, Father, Father. Thank, you for loving me. thank you for loving me. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross to save me from hell hell. and so today God I choose to put my faith in you and I confess out of my mouth that you are Lord and I choose to follow you I'm gonna pray over you. Father, I thank you. God, I thank you for this word today. God, I thank you that we have pastors who are sensitive and open to doing what you wanna do in and through this church. God, I thank you that you have given them a word for our church and it's to run after people. And so today, God, we say yes. Today, God, I say yes. I'm running after people. I'm making a decision that my life is gonna look a little bit different, that I'm actually gonna go after souls. And so God, I thank you that you strengthen us today. God, I thank you that you give us the boldness, you give us the confidence to do what we've been assigned to do. I thank you that you help us run with purpose. I thank you that you help us to stay on track. I thank you that you help us when we get discouraged. And Father, I thank you that we're gonna find our partners, people to run run alongside of us to help us when things get bumpy to help us when life gets hard. I thank you, God, that right now the Holy Spirit is letting somebody know that you're not alone. Wherever you're at, you're not alone. But there's people that love you, there's people that are here for you. And so God, we're just, we're excited. We're excited to run after your people. It's what we were made for, it's what we're called to. May that passion to reach people burn on the inside of the Rock Asperia people. May it burn on the inside. May it cause us to do what we usually wouldn't do. May it cause us to love when when we usually wouldn't love. May it cause us to get uncomfortable. And so, God, we're choosing today to reach up to heaven. We're choosing today to get hungry again. We're choosing today to not forget that we need another dose of you. We need another dose of the Holy Spirit. We need another dose of your love. We need another dose of perspective. God, we're ready. God, we're ready. Thank you for using us. Thank you for using me to reach your people. We love you, Lord. And there's no one like you. There's no one that's worth our time, our effort, our life, then you are. So we stand in faith today, believing God, believing your word, believing it's true, believing it's real, believing that it's relevant for me personally. We love you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We all said, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord.